<laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited today. I can't contain myself. It must be just... Hello, nervous. Stockholm. <laughs> Hello, world. Hello. Hello, Paul. You How have to do that again know? because I was talking. Hello world, <laughs> welcome to The, the Voice, Voice of, of 5G. 5G, where we are in an exciting mood today. Uh, Janina's very excited, yes. but uh, I'm not really sure why. Well, it could be. she's actually very disappointed. <laughs> she's very excited because there's, there's some interesting news to talk about it, but oh. she's very disappointed because... Sweden is delaying availability of spectrum for 5G. Yeah. Oh, yes, Janine, what's heard that all that. about? Yeah, I'm so sad. Yeah, so it <sighs> looks like the Swedish uh, authority for, for the spectrum uh, will delay when the spectrum is handed out or auctioned out. And they um, were they supposed possibly to announce it this month. It's been delayed. So perhaps next month, perhaps not next month. But then, when they announce, it's going to take six months until they're actually releasing the Spectrum, I've heard. Okay. So that means, that means earliest, like, May, June next year. So, so that means Pete's <laughs> off the hook for a 5G, uh, 5G phone for Christmas. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. But I was hoping that it would be, like, March, April. But looks like Sweden is not in the plans there yet. Hmm. But but that was the bad news. Yeah, that the was the only is, bad news, I think. And, all and the what other Janine is really excited exactly, about yes. is that uh, uh, Donald Trump is tweeting about 5G. Mm. And what's he that saying? Was, yes. What yes. was he saying? What oh, was do, he you saying? To, do you want to find it and read it out or shall yes. I praise you? And, and I have to explain, dear, dear listener, that Janina was, was really excited when she, when, she, when she heard about this and said, we have to do a post- <laughs> podcast episode <laughs> now. Come over right away. So here we are. Yes. Yes. So he tweeted on Twitter uh, he, that he was visiting Apple and asked Tim Cook if he could get Apple involved in building 5G in the US. And that sounds like they are building networks. They're building networks, and that's mm-hmm. what we do. And, uh, yeah. and uh, Are they going to be our new competitors? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Uh, yeah. But uh, now we're talking about the difference between making phones and making network infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the US, they've, they've actually had a number of companies that, that have been big players in, in that space. Yeah. Uh, making in the in networks network infrastructure yeah. space. So, so, so uh, Lucent and Motorola and, and uh, well, Nortel, but I think they're Canadian. Mm-hmm. <coughs> North American, at, at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, it's actually, if you look at it, it's been a fairly dynamic market in terms of who are the players in, in mobile infrastructure. So we've yeah. seen quite a few companies over the years who've kind of declined and, and dropped off. And, and Ericsson uh, being one of them. I mean, we were in the mobile mm, phone business, and I think yeah. a lot of people think that we are still, that making, Ericsson making is still... Phones. Yes. Yeah, no, we don't make phones anymore. No. Uh, we've been, uh, we've got a fairly long history of making phones, but yeah. today we're a n- network infrastructure provider. But a lot of the infrastructure providers that were around in the 2G era uh, aren't there anymore. Uh, and you've got companies like Lucent who are now part of, uh, which became part of Alcatel Lucent, uh, merging with Alcatel, uh, 
which then merged with Nokia, so you know, three into one. Mm -hmm. uh, Motor, Marconi, the UK supplier, they, uh, they also kind of uh, like, like disappeared from the market. Yeah, and historical in, company. Historical companies. Mm -hmm. uh, and much like the phone market, we've seen a rise of companies in from, from the east, so uh, Samsung, uh, Huawei and, and ZTE coming, coming from, from that part of the world. So lots of new players, but it's also a lot of interest at the moment about what's going to happen around things like Open RAN, uh, mm -hmm. which is initiatives for um, being able to build, like just build the radio parts instead of providing the whole system. Yeah. So sure. lots that could happen in that space. So very interesting to see that, uh, of course, the, the US very interested in having uh, America first, having their own indigenous uh, suppliers to, mm. to to serve that market. Ah, yes. But it is a market. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a global market, global standardisation, mm. and you do need a kind of uh, a global reach to be able to get to like the volume production that you need for for to, you know to be economic. So yeah. it's not a small step to jump into that. But it'd be interesting to see uh, uh, whether there's any follow-on comments from his, uh, his from his interest. Yeah, I mean, just to recap then on the, I mean, the Apple, they, they came from the, from the, what do we call, home PC, like home computer world? From the computer side, yeah. yes. And they made, they started making devices and phones. Uh, yes. While, and, uh, while companies like uh, Huawei and, and uh, Samsung, they have kept both the network side and the phone side in there. So it's just a little bit of different. I think Ericsson started specializing in the network equipment. Uh, Paul yeah. is nodding here. I am nodding yeah. here. <laughs> Let, let's, let's be frank. We weren't making much money out of phones. It's a very competitive market. And it's a yeah. very, actually, it's a very, very active market. There's mm -hmm. lots happening in the phones. Yeah. And I know you want to talk some more about the phones. Yes. But before we do that, I just wanted to mm -hmm. say that the 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 other bit of news from the from America yeah. was was uh, Verizon coverage match. I think they got some ribbing from from T-Mobile about about coverage in some areas. But one of the interesting things, or the coverage maps, was the White House has five G coverage. <laughs> so back to Trump. Back to yeah, back to, Mr. Back to Mr. Trump. President Trump. Yes. Um, so you uh, already have five G uh, coverage in the White does. House. Apparently, mm. uh, if you're if you're listening, maybe you could tweet and tell us how good the coverage is. Uh, uh, but uh, Timo, of course, uh, they, they're all geared up to go live uh, early December, 6th of December, with a low band, uh, like nationwide 5G yes. coverage. And so that that's will be going to be really interesting to, to, to look out for. Yeah, that will be covering a lot of, of area, big areas, lots lot of, of people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and you mentioned that in the last podcast, and uh, so we're looking out for that, 6th of December. Hmm? So that's cool. That's really cool. One thing, I mean, the, when, we, when we talk about uh, President Trump and uh, Apple, he was visiting Apple's factory uh, in Texas, I think it was. Uh, I think it was. And, of course, we have said that, okay, there is rumors about uh, an Apple phone. We have some more rumors. <laughs> <laughs> you see that segue there? <laughs> uh, so no, I didn't notice it. It was so smooth. <laughs> so we, uh, I saw some rumors about Sony, and that's a f sorry, a favorite of yours, Paul. Sony. Yes, yeah, I've Sony got one Xperia. here on the table. Yes, 
But uh, but not a 5G one. No, but you but don't rumor. have to wait too long, mm. hopefully, for a 5G phone from from Sony. Sony Xperia Zero, the one with a, a possibly a hexacam, and I have no idea why you need a hexacam, but that's a that's a phone a for, for photographing witches. <laughs> Could be. That's the only oh, way to get sorry, them. Sorry, that's a, that's a Swinglish <laughs> joke. Yes, it is. So uh, there is a classic movie, Hexan, uh, which it is like Swedish, a Swedish yeah. which means the witch. Hexan. And this is a hexacam, so it must be magic. Mm? Mm, absolutely. Uh, actually, also the production company behind uh, the Blair Witch product, pro- uh, Project, they took their name from the old Swedish uh, black and white movie. Okay. Mm, just so you know. Blair. The Blair Witch Project. Oh, you mm. don't remember that? Oh, I remember Maybe. the film. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I saw that film uh, on, a, on a transatlantic flight over the Atlantic <laughs> on a four-inch, I think it was a four-inch LCD display. It was not that spooky. <laughs> not when you're sitting there with like 200 oh, people the, around no, you. No, <laughs> it was dark, but, uh, but it's a bit hard to get the atmosphere on. A, on a, no, yeah. It's oh. like half the size of your smartphone. Yeah. What what a thing to show on the on a plane. Never mind, never mind. We also have another rumor. Uh, Samsung Galaxy S11 Plus has been rumored to only be 5G. And when we say only 5G, of course it's supporting the other 4G and the other bands. But, or, but they were technology. But they won't launch it as a 4G phone. Exactly, because yeah. what what Samsung has done, if we are understanding this correctly is that they have a 4G version of the S10 of the S10 and then a 5G version of the S10 but n- looks like the S11 plus will be their first 5G only so to say <laughs> so so even if your network doesn't have 4G your 5G you can buy a phone that's 5G yes that handy yeah that's, that's well getting, you'll be ready get, getting in there early yes uh, and please, uh, if we are wrong in these things, or you know better, email us on 5Gpodcast at ericsson.com. That's 5Gpodcast in one word, at ericsson, cn2ss.com. Or you could tweet us on Twitter. Yes. Like Dean. <laughs> oh, Dean. yeah. You got, uh, you, yeah. We had some nice shout outs about the last episode from Mr. Dean Bubbly. Yeah, so uh, last episode, if you remember, we talked about 5G and indoor. Mm. And we had uh, Jesse with us, who's uh, head of, our head of indoor, based in, uh, based in China. Yes. Dean, who I know, uh, he's one of our uh, industry analysts that we work with. Uh, he commented some things on Twitter, so I mm. thought maybe then we could and you take promised. the chance. <laughs> you promised. Take the chance answer. just to comment yes. on Dean's comments. Yes, <laughs> go ahead, Paul. This is Paul doing his job. This is Paul. Uh, this is me doing my job, mm. kind of. Uh, so, th- so the first thing is is, is to say is that uh, is that I don't always disagree with Dean. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think he's he's got some really good points. Yes, yeah. I like him. Yeah, his uh, job, if you. If you want to put it that way, is is analysing what's happening in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's uh, obviously the kind of person that has views and things to comment on what's happening in the industry. Yeah, uh, and he does in fact have his own blog, and uh, you can. He's, and he's uh, he's on Twitter. He's he on Twitter. Follow and, uh, disruptive dean on Twitter. Followed, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, lots of interesting viewpoints. If I may put it that way, <laughs> um, but uh, a few a few tweets there. 
Um, firstly, to saying, and, and here I have to say, I agree with Dean. Oh. Uh, comment to say that uh, you know going forward, you know, in in uh, private network environments, we won't be exclusively one technology or another. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not cellular we talking, or Wi-Fi, yeah, but we were talking about perhaps com- both. Comparing fi- Wi-Fi and cellular. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, you will expect to see uh, horses for courses that people use different technologies according to the things they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but I think from, from, uh, from our point of view, uh, we see... Five G having an increased role in private private network in deployments. So whether mm. that's in factories or utilities, oil platforms. Yeah, ports. it's got its uh, like strong points in certain areas. Yes, strong points. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think we mentioned that quite a lot on on that episode. That I mean, this podcast is about five G. So if we would not like talk about the five G coverage, but instead only talk about the Wi-Fi coverage. It wouldn't really be this podcast, right? It wouldn't. <laughs> but that brings me to a second point, because ah. I, I think there's a, the, the, there's a lot of truth in that as well, that, mm-hmm. that when we talk about Wi-Fi, we need to be careful to distinguish between your experience of Wi-Fi at home, mm-hmm. uh, where you're responsible for your for your little, little Wi-Fi piece, and if you want to go into, into your neighbor's house, then you have to ask them for the password, yeah. and how the Wi-Fi works in, uh, in an enterprise environment. So like here at work, you, know, you turn up at work and you connect to the Wi-Fi and you don't have to log in and, mm-hmm. it, and it follows you around. And, and you know, that's, that's much more like a, like, a, like a mobile network experience. I would say that the, that experience is not as good here, though, if I can complain a little bit. Yeah. Because when well, I walk between b- the buildings here, I lose the Wi-Fi connection. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, but but that's the interesting thing there is because you're moving from one building to, an, to to another building, so Wi-Fi is quite short range. But then there's a question of what's happen- happening in the Wi-Fi world to actually improve se- mm. s- seamlessness, improve uh, um, range, ro- roaming and mm. range and those. So you of think uh, Wi-Fi uh, going forward will be uh, Larger areas. We'll cover larger areas. Um, I need to look into it some more. Mm. Is the simple answer, but I think that that's uh, that that's kind of partly where where it's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like, like beamforming, which we talk about in the five G world, mm-hmm. beamforming is something that you do also in the fourth in the Wi Fi world. And MIMO is another technology which oh. is used in both. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to a, to another kind of. Th- if you look at the comparison between, uh, you know, like Wi Fi and cellular. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both wireless technologies. Yeah. They both the spectrum, the amount of traffic that you can carry, is governed by the same physical phys- physical rules of physics, in terms of how much data you can put onto the spectrum, how far you can reach with a certain amount of power. Mm. You know the, the the rules and the techniques available to you are very similar. Mm-hmm. So, in a cellular world where you're using licensed spectrum you're allowed to transmit with larger power levels so you can get much much broader coverage and in a wi-fi world you're on unlicensed spectrum where the there is much lower limits on how much you can transmit to be able to allow you to repeatedly use the same frequencies without interfering with so much with people around you as you bring f- mobile systems indoors, they normally use much power levels, lower power levels for that as well. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you're moving into an area where the technologies overlap in terms of the physical limits of what they can do. So you yeah. end up in a situation with kind of similar similar properties, and then it's down to a little bit of 
how the implementations are. That's my four penneth. Mm -hmm. You also wrote DSS. DSS. Oh, that's um, that, that's an uh, in interesting piece of language. Dean complains about us talking about dynamic spectrum sharing. Ah, yeah. Uh, and the first thing is, uh, is that, uh, and we've talked about spectrum sharing before, uh, dynamic spectrum sharing in the mobile industry is the, what's going through uh, standardization around sharing the same spectrum to carry 4G and 5G at the same time. Yes, and switching dynamically between the different spectrum bands. Sp switching switching Otherwise it would dynamic, be dynamic. Or <laughs> a dynamic traffic demand between yes. different yes. technologies. Yes. Um, but like many things in English, words are words are ambiguously used in other contexts as well. So mm -hmm. dynamic spectrum sharing can also be spectrum sharing uh, where different players or different users want to use the same spectrum. So oh. CBRS, for instance, you could call it a, a dynamic spectrum sharing system where you could be, I could be using the spectrum today and someone else could be using it tomorrow. Uh, and you could even think of unlicensed spectrum as dynamic spectrum because I could be using it for my Wi-Fi and you could use it for your Wi-Fi and mm. someone else could be mm. using it for their walkie-talkie. Um, I see. So is there uh, so a problem about languages here? Or <laughs> so there's a, uh, there's a turf war on, on language. Mm. But uh, I think as, so long as it's clear what context you're talking about, that's fine. Mm. Um, yeah. Did that cover it? Uh, oh, one other thing, mm. yeah, we uh, asked a question about about DOT system. The uh, radio, radio Ericsson's dot. Ra so mm. Ericsson's solution for indoors is called the Radio DOT system. Yeah. And it has these uh, kind of active antennas, mm. uh, which you put up on the room, in, in the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, they vary in size a little bit between the, uh, the smallest 4G ones, which are about, about as big as a coffee mug in terms of diameter mm -hmm. and maybe about an inch thick if you're into imperial measures. <laughs> if you're into inches, yeah. So what is that like? That's, two, uh, that's, a, that's centimeters? A, that's what a Swede would call a thumb. Yeah, well, yeah, that's something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's about as thick as, your, about, as wide, uh, about as wide as a thumb, mm. strangely enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all those Swedish people that thought that they'd give, given up on uh, they, they, that Sweden only used metric. Oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah. Sweden mm -hmm. has thumbs as well. Oh, well, we ha did have. I don't think we use it anymore. And so. Sweden has thumbs and miles. <laughs> we do <coughs> have miles, but that's that's just ten kilometers. <laughs> and we do have deciliters as well. Talking about measurements, so yeah, deciliters. I think deciliter is metric. It is, but it's yeah. it's not used commonly. Uh, what I've oh, heard. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. What what, what was he <laughs> talking about? The radio dots. The radio dots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, Dean wanted to know. Well, what do I do if I want to use multiple operators on the same dot system? Mm. Uh, which is a more general question for for five G indoor. So w who is? I mean, oh. not not Dean. He doesn't want to use several. But if you're a house. I guess it's like if you have if you have a big house and big and you well, want to have several different operators let, share the same. Let, let's take my local shopping centre. Yes. If I want to have indoor coverage in my mm. shopping centre, yeah. What do I do? So if I buy a if I buy a system and install it, or I go to my operator and they come and buy a system and install it, mm. how do I get multiple operators? <laughs> and I think the the simple answer to that is it depends. <laughs> 
Uh, but as Dean, as, as Dean points out, you, it, it can be that you get an operator and you get a single operator installation, mm-hmm. and that might be fine uh, in a private network context, for instance, where everyone in the office has a subscription with the same company. Then mm-hmm. if you come in as a visitor then uh, and you have another operator, well, sorry, here's the code for the Wi-Fi or whatever, or, you know, then you get... To get to use the outside in coverage, mm-hmm. uh, but everyone in the building has the same operator, so having a single operator is, is fine. You can share the RAN and sort the, sort it out in the core network. Um, could be the operator's core network, or, or potentially for a private network, you could do it in an enterprise core and then gateway it out to the rest of the world. Um, you could build a separate physical antenna infrastructure. And connect for each of the operators. For each mm-hmm. the operators, and and connect that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we have a solution for being able to t- take a separate input from each from uh, from the equipment from each of the operators and mm-hmm. put it out into the same dot network. So basically, th- so, oh, is so it the, the baseband or the radio base station? It will be separate, um, and then you connect it to the radio dots. Uh, out in the building. It, it basically works a little bit like a distributed antenna system. Mm-hmm. Distributed antenna system, because uh, the same question arises with a distributed antenna system. How do I support multiple m- multiple uh, operators? And what you have there is a room in the basement where you have a base station th- for each operator, mm-hmm. and they c- and they couple that into the into the antenna system, so that the mm-hmm. same antenna system works for all of the operators. And the same with the radio dot then. And you Possibly. can do similar thing mm-hmm. with with that. Okay. Was that so the that's question? The, that's, <laughs> oh, that's the techie topic. clarification for today. Yes. Yeah. Good, good. Because we have some more things to talk about as well. So some cool news uh, from uh, Pirelli that I read in Swedish news anyway. And that could be because we were doing it together with uh, Pirelli. Uh, Ericsson was doing it together with uh, Pirelli and the KTH, the, the royal... Uh, Swedish Technical School University and uh, have tried 5G connected tires for aquaplaning. That was pretty cool, right? Aquaplaning. Yeah, yeah. so... Although, to be clear here, the objective is not to cause aquaplaning. <laughs> no, <laughs> it would be the opposite. So, they, uh, uh, it's been tested in, um, in Italy on the Lingotto test track in uh, Turin. Uh, the old okay. Fiat's old factory. Fiat, yeah, Turin's a big auto manufacturing, yeah. car manufacturing centre. Yeah. And now it was Pirelli, Ericsson, KTH, Audi and Tim, Telecom, Telecom Italia. They tested this, uh, like the, the 5G connected tyres <laughs> there just a couple of days ago. And and that's basically some kind of sensor on the tyre that's, that's monitoring what's happening Yes. To the tire and sending it in real time to the outside world. Yeah, it's and, and, uh, and, and from what you've said, because Janina reads this stuff, I I just have to, to, to catch up from Janina. Yeah. From from what you've said, what they're trying to do is to get information from the from the car, which you can then share with other road users. Yes, I think that's the the main purpose. So it's like it's part of this uh, uh, V to X vehicle to anything connectivity standard initiative. Yeah, if you want to yeah. call it that. Which is basically how can the cars be become better uh, by using uh, connectivity? Yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yes. And uh, 
if we've not done so already, we should get someone in to talk about all the stuff that's happening with ve- connected vehicles. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we did have Enride on the podcast. We did. Uh, talking about the, their... Uh, sense autonomous trucks. Yeah. But uh, yes, we should talk about... Because this is like um, both... We, we have this uh, car manufacturers uh, getting connected, like we talked about last time, uh, where it was the... What was it called? Where they transmitted the... Information is straight into the car. Come on. Ask Dean. He knows. Okay. It's uh, data showers. <laughs> data showers. Data showers. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I mean, th- th- it's that a- aspect, the car manufacturer. But it's also like, what d- what can connected car bring to the users and how can it make uh, yeah roads safer and, and, and yeah. And more efficient. What, yeah, more efficient. So not just autonomous, but also like, just the smallest things about cars. Yeah, we should think about that and we should think about private networks also. Could be interesting. So, but over now to the 5G news. Qualcomm. 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 Uh, the chip manufacturer. Listen to that episode if you want to know more about chips, 5G chipsets. Chips with everything. Yes. So Qualcomm, uh, they have just uh, stated that they think that there will be uh, between 175 to 225 million 5G smartphones sold during 2020. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's somewhere between 15 to 20 times the number of smartphones we expect to be sold this year. Wow. Uh, I saw somewhere else that they were predicting there'd be 30 different smartphone models, 5G smartphone models by the end of this year. I think by the end of this year. I'm not sure if we've got that yet. Well, no to ourselves. We should uh, also talk to our uh, device expert. We do for an update on what's yes, happening in the chip are. world. Yeah, now now because now it's complicated. Now it's getting complicated. And quite soon we're going to see um, standalone 5G oh, come yes. along. And yeah. uh, we're going to see uh, devices or handsets that support standalone 5G. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's going to open the door for some of the new things that you can do with, uh, with uh, 5G networks and network slicing. Uh, we're expecting to see devices come along soon that support uh, spectrum sharing. Yes. Dynamic or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that has uh, also implications for, for rolling out uh, wide 5G coverage, in, probably in conjunction with, for instance, uh, standalone. So quite a lot of things, yes, and, and then kind soon. of if when you take when you kind of take the take the lid off and, and dive down into the into the uh, insides of how the five G network is working, there's also some new cunning features coming along which are going to help to push up the speeds on five G networks. Ooh. I think what we've seen what, what we've seen over the last six months is a continuous and steady improvement in the speed you can get from from a 5G network. Mm-hmm. We have also some uh, big events coming up, like uh, CES, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. show. Uh, after Christmas? Yeah, I yeah. think that's in January. And then, of course, the biggest event of the year for uh, us at Ericsson, uh, Mobile World Congress in Barcelona in uh, end of February. And those things usually also mean that they will uh, announce new phones. Yeah, so we're going to make an amazing prediction now and say there will be a lot of 5G phone yes. announcements <laughs> at Barcelona and CES. Keep those ears peeled. <coughs> oh, was it? Ears, Keep those uh, multi-array, wasn't it? Multi-array. Multi-array antennas open <laughs> for, for more news about uh, 
You're asking me to remember things I've said before now. That's not <laughs> I thought fair. it was so cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. Uh, there's one other thing that's coming up, which is the, the biggest thing of the year for this podcast. Yes. Happening on Monday. Yeah. On Monday, Janina, people. T- Janina, tell us about Monday. What's going to happen that's so special? It's going to be uh, the 3D versions of us, Paul. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the podcast in 3D Technicolor. Yes. Or maybe 2D Technicolor. Yeah, so we're doing a special episode. We're not going to be in our normal podcast studio. podcast studio. No, we're going to be in the Ericsson studio, the Unboxed studio, as it's called now. It's a which, completely which is, new studio. It's, it's like a, completely new. Yeah. We can explain that on the podcast when yes. we get there on Monday. For sure. Uh, but uh, s- the studio is uh, Ericsson's uh, exhibition center, you can say. Yes. And why are we going to be in the studio? Because we will talk about the new numbers, the forecast for 5G in 2025. We have new figures coming in. What do we see on the horizon? And of course, we will have... Uh, Mr. Mobility Report himself, Patrick Sjervall, there to present the Ericsson Mobility Report. New number out, new figures, new forecasts. What yep. we, what's going to be wrong this time? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big deal for Patrick there. <laughs> yes. Patrick. yes. Uh, and also we will have uh, Jawad Mansour with us, who's going to talk about 5G, 5G in, in Korea. Korea. Yeah. So a special episode uh, that will be on uh, LinkedIn Live from on Ericsson's page. Uh, find it there. At um, what time? Um, so Monday, the 25th of November at uh, 4 uh, p.m. Uh, Central European time. So yes. that's 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Yes. And something else and, everywhere and else. And something else world. everywhere else. Quite late if you're in Asia and quite early if you're in the US. Yes. So exciting stuff for us. <laughs> and, and with that cliffhanger, that's maybe a good time. Just going to say, say also oh. that it will be released as a normal podcast. You can just continue. If you're like happy with just listening to our normal podcast, we will release that episode also as a normal podcast. So you don't have to see us, yeah. <laughs> our faces, <laughs> if you don't want to. <laughs> But if you do. If you do, we're going to be on LinkedIn on Monday. Yes. And that's it, folks. That's it. Thank you so much. Sorry about being completely overexcited. But, you know, uh, the president of the United States, uh, trumping about 5G. Sorry. The president of the United United States Tweeting. tweeting about 5G is not happening every day. So uh, thank you for listening and bye.